the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The creation account in Genesis, and I want you to understand this. The creation account in Genesis contradicted the prevailing worldviews in the world at that time. Just about every verse in Genesis 1 confronted the prevailing worldviews that societies held and cultures held in the ancient world. Uh, It contradicted the popular worldviews of the day. The creation account in Genesis is controversial. Well, in this message, Pastor Dan explains that this isn't a new thing. From the time it was written, the creation account has flown in the face of the prevailing cultural beliefs. It challenges the popular worldviews about the origins of the universe and the earth, as well as the origin, value, and purpose of people. You'll see that God has always been about confronting crooked beliefs and drawing people to Himself. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So Genesis chapter 1, we left off in verse 20, where it says, And then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. And so God created great sea creatures, And every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply. And fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And then God said let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, And over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish 
of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Before we get started, I just want to share a few websites with you that you might find helpful. I know for my wife and I, I, we, we came to know Christ as adults. I was 26 years old when I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So I, I grew up believing evolution. I grew up you know, in the school system. I was taught evolution. I believed evolution. Uh, so when I came to faith in Christ, I had some questions of how do you reconcile the creation account of Genesis 1 with evolution and what I was taught. and uh, So these are some websites that I think you'll find helpful Answers in Genesis has a lot of great resources, free material on there, articles on there, uh, both for, you know, the lay person and if you're more of a scientific person, there's academic works on there, there's scientific works on there, there's books and videos on there. Same thing with Institution for Creation Research, Uh, that's more of an academic website where, where scientists are publishing articles about creation and then Creation Ministries, and then finally, Descent from Darwin. Uh, I mentioned that, one of the first uh, studies in Genesis. Descent from Darwin is a website. It's not a Christian website. It's not a biblical worldview website. Uh, It is a website where over a thousand scientists with PhDs and MDs uh, have come out and said that they're skeptical of Darwinian evolution, uh, that Darwinian evolution can explain the complexity that we see in the world. And so these are, they don't, they don't necessarily believe in God. They may be atheists. They don't believe in the Genesis account. They don't have a biblical worldview. They're scientists who just doubt that Darwin explains everything. Uh, they have PhDs to be on that website. They have to have a PhD or an MD. And if they have a PhD, it has to be in one of the sciences so it's not like you got guys on there with a PhD in art history saying, I don't believe in Darwin. They're scientists. Uh, and if you go on that website, you'll find it's a lot of scientists from well-known universities, Ivy League schools, Oxford, Harvard, Yale, and so on, uh, that are just saying there's no way that Darwin's theory can explain the complexity that we see in creation. So that's another great website for you. And I would just encourage you to check them out. Go on there, look at the resources uh, read the articles, order some books if, you're, if you want to find out more to help you answer maybe some of the questions that you have. Again, I know for us, my wife and I, we had, we had these questions and somebody at church put some videos in our hand, VHS tapes uh, in our hands. Said, hey, watch these. Uh, and it helped us. Okay, so, so creation does make sense scientifically and evolution does have a lot of issues and holes in it. So it was very helpful for us. So I would encourage you to do that as well. So today, we're going to look at the fifth and sixth day of the creation 
account. But before we do that, I I just want to point out something to you. When Moses received Genesis from God, remember God revealed Genesis to Moses. Moses is the human writer of Genesis. So when Moses received Genesis, uh, and he received Genesis 1, the creation account, the creation account in Genesis, and I want you to understand this, the creation account in Genesis contradicted the prevailing worldviews in the world at that time. Just about every verse in Genesis 1 confronted the prevailing worldviews that societies held and cultures held in the ancient world. Uh, It contradicted the popular worldviews of the day regarding the origins of the universe, life on the earth, the origin and purpose of mankind. Genesis 1 undermined It undermined what every ancient society believed. And it flew in the face of everyone's worldview in the ancient world. Genesis 1 flies in the face of the prevailing worldview today. But I want you to understand that we're not the first generation that is confronted by Genesis 1. We're not the first generation to be sitting in a church studying Genesis 1, that God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And immediately, you know, we know that, man, the, most, of the, most of our culture doesn't believe that and doesn't agree with that. And most of our culture thinks that is unscientific. It's been that way since the beginning. Since Genesis was first uh, given into the world, in in world history. So we're not the first generation in human history confronted with this choice of believing the Bible or believing popular opinion of the day. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Now, let's get into the text, looking at the fifth and sixth day of creation. Uh, If you remember, on the first day, God created the earth initially formless and, and empty, and then God gave the earth form, he gave the earth structure for life, he created the sea, he created the sky, he created the land, and then he filled the earth with life. We saw on the third day that God created the grass, the herbs, and the fruit trees on the land, according to their kind, fully mature, bearing fruit, 
On the fourth day, he created the celestial bodies, the sun, moon, and stars. Uh, And now we come to the fifth day. And on the fifth day, God created the sea life and the birds. Again, fully mature, fully able to reproduce. Uh, We see in verse 20, Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. This phrase, abound with an abundance, uh, means literally swarming swarms. Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures. And instantly, poof, the oceans, the seas, the rivers, they're just swarming with swarms of living creatures. And let birds fly above the earth, across the face of the firmament, the expanse of the heavens, of the sky. So God created, notice what it says here, so God created great sea creatures. You can stop right there. So God made a point here in Genesis 1, as he's going through this creation account, and he's talking about creating the sea life. He makes a point in verse 21 to single out the great sea creatures by name. Which means there must be a specific reason why God tells us in particular he created the great sea creatures because he doesn't do that with anything else that he creates. He just creates birds, right? And animals. But here it's, it's hey, and he created the great sea creatures. Now, why does he do that? Well, I just mentioned, I just told you that Genesis 1 flew in the face of the prevailing worldviews in that day. The Canaanites, the Canaanites, they worshipped the great sea creatures as gods. They believed the sea creatures, the great sea, the whales and, and large sea life, that they were deities and they worshipped them. But God says, no, the great sea creatures are not gods, they're created by me. And he, see what he's doing here? He's, he's taking the Canaanite worldview of what they say is God, and he's stripping it of its divinity and saying, no, it's not a God. Your worldview is wrong. What you believe is wrong. I created the great sea creatures. Verse 21, so God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And I mentioned this, that phrase, according to their kind. It allows for variation. It allows for adaptation within a species. But it does not allow for one species changing into a different species. Birds produce birds. Fish produce fish. And God blessed them. Saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. Again, the ability to reproduce is built into the creation so that God doesn't have to keep recreating. Now it can reproduce on its own. And so the evening and the morning were the fifth day. So now we come to the sixth day, the final day of the creation week. And on the sixth day, God created the land animals. And then finally, he creates human beings. Verse 24 And then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing 
and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So God creates the land animals, and he created three categories of land animals. He he created cattle, uh, which this word that's used here for cattle uh, means more than just cows or bulls, as we would use the word cattle today. The word includes any domesticated livestock. Uh, So it can include sheep, goats, rams, and so on, whatever can be domesticated. And so from According to the Bible, from the beginning of creation, animals were domesticated. Domesticated livestock. The next category, creeping things. Animals that move you know, low to the ground. This can include animals with legs, without legs. We could put reptiles, amphibians, insects into this category, uh, and so on. Creeping things. And then finally, the third category, the beasts... Of the earth. This would be wild animals that cannot be domesticated. And so God creates, you know, three classifications of the land animals. We, we see these three classifications again in chapter 7, verse 14. We see these three classifications again in Psalm 148, verse 10. One important thing for you to note about the classification of the land animals is... Mankind never appears in any classification of animals in the Bible. Mankind never appears in the classification of animals in the Bible. Human beings are not part of the animal kingdom according to God. That is evolutionary thinking. That's evolutionary scientists who classify human beings as part of the animal kingdom, as, as mammals like other mammals. But God doesn't do that. According to God, mankind is a unique, special creation unlike the rest of creation. Human beings are in a category by themselves in creation. Humans are the culmination of God's creation. Humans are the crown. Of God's creation. Humans are not merely animals. Or or more highly evolved. Animals. They are in a class by themselves. In the creation. Classifying humans. As part of the animal kingdom. Or as, as just you know mammals among mammals. That is not. Listen that is not a biblical worldview. That is a secular worldview. That is an evolutionary Worldview, And I, again, I know the culture we live in, you know, and some of you are scientists and work in the scientific community and you, you got to talk the language of the scientific community. I understand that, but that's not a biblical worldview. That's a secular worldview to say that man is just an animal or that man is just a just a mammal like other mammals. Look at verse 26. Then God said, and notice here, let us. Make man in our image according to our likeness. And and again, we see here the plurality of the Godhead. 
God is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And here the Godhead says, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And so we see both male and female were made on the same day. We're given the details of that in chapter 2 when we get there. And we see also that God established the two genders as part of his divine order and creation. God makes a distinction between male and female. Later in Deuteronomy, God will say a man should not dress like a female and a female should not dress like a man. In other words, the the distinctions between the genders are to be maintained. The distinctions between the genders are to be kept clear. Now, as our culture has moved away from God, and as our culture has abandoned the Bible as moral authority, the distinctions that God has established in His creation and the order that God has established in His creation are also abandoned. Especially when it comes to gender and gender identity. And now today in our culture, now there is, we we don't even... We don't even say there's two genders anymore. It's no longer male and female. Now there's 58 gender options in our culture. The distinctions between the genders now, it's blurred. Which is just a sign that we're moving away from God. So God created male and female. He created both of them. And He created both of them in His image and in His likeness, it says. All of mankind, all of mankind without exception is made in the image and likeness of God. Every person is made in the image and likeness of God. Nothing else in God's creation bears his image and his likeness. Only human beings. Only people. Therefore, That tells us that all human life is special. All human life is unique. All human life is valuable. All human life has infinite worth to God. Because he created every person. He created you, he created me, every person in this world. In his image. And in his likeness. So by doing that, God gives human life value. He gives human life value. Value. Now, as followers of Jesus Christ, we should allow the Bible to shape our worldview. Don't let the culture shape your worldview. The Bible should shape our worldview. And we, sh- we should look at the world and look at our culture. Listen to me. Listen to me, please. Look at the world you live in and the culture you live in through the lens of Scripture. Don't look at Scripture through the lens of the culture. Do it the other way around. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that cry. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.